0: be infringed
1: welcome to bourbon bullets
2: and badasses where the spirits flow the ammo is dry
1: and there's always a badass for the story the world needs to hear
2: confession time full disclosure i screwed up yeah we're recording this a second time yeah that's what happens but hey that's the breaks. anyway welcome to bourbon bullets and badasses i know that the previous few episodes have been a little bit uh a little bit downer and we're gonna liven it up today uh, today i brought in a good friend he may very well be the next governor of the state of Texas. Please welcome my friend and confidant and brother in Christ, Martin Wholesome. How's it going there, buddy? I'm excellent. How about you, Chris? I'm good. Now that we've already had a few drinks in us and I screwed up and messed up and I'm you bored, know, you know, we won't talk about it anymore. Anyway, Martin. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into some issues
0: concerning this, our great state. I'm a native Texan of almost 42 years. I'm born and raised. live in a little town called Rusk, or USK. It's in deep east Texas, heart of pine country. That is where I also operate a log hauling operation. And my wife also is a daycare owner in our hometown.
2: So you got two small businesses that you're running out of your home
0: well no they're not out of home they're completely separate oh daycare is ready for i think 62 so we can't do that out of our home oh no, okay so and, you got that uh, yeah, we've got that and of course we've got the the big truck and that's operated well from the middle of the woods yeah <laughs> well that's
2: it's a shame that things are going the way they are but we'll get into that a little bit later now, Martin, tell us where you stand on the u s Constitution versus the texas constitution
0: the u s Constitution was was written in such a way that any other law constitution um, by law mandate, anything like that should go hand in hand with it and I think that if you really dive into the uh, to the particulars of the of the, of the verbiage vocabulary of both constitutions, they both complement each other. Quite well. Uh, the Texas Constitution goes even further in debt on some of these things, but as far as versus one another, I think they work pretty good hand in hand. The problem is not the constitutions. The problem is legislation. The problem is legislating from the bench. Yeah, we can see that definitely in the in the United States right now. Uh, is that having an effect here in Texas too? Absolutely, absolutely. The the Lone Star State, you know, we're we're known as the guys that uh, that pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. We put our spurs on. We lock ourselves in for the ride. and We give you the best eight seconds you ever had. That being Agreed. said, <laughs> that being said, it's it's quite the shame that the that there's a uh, uh, a liberal agenda that seems to supersede what the great state of Texas is all about. And when you you tell someone, I don't care what country you're from or you're in, you can tell someone you're from Texas, and they know exactly where you're at. You can say Idaho, and they say, huh? But they know where Texas is at. And the very first thing that comes to mind is, like I said, these guys have long, tall boots, wrangler jeans, cut-off shirts, straw hats, spurs, and big four-wheel drive trucks, and guess what else? Lots of guns. Right, okay. but when you get here, you're like, geez, that guy has purple hair. That guy's wearing a dress." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, another thing is, uh, anybody in the world
2: can recognize the outline of the state of Texas. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, I have been asked if I rode a horse to school. <laughs>
2: Are you serious?
1: The answer is no. But, yes, I was asked <laughs> with a serious straight face. I, I've been asked in Canada many years ago, where's your cowboy hat? Oh, God. Not everyone has a 10-gallon hat. Dude,
2: I, I said, dude, I listen to metal.
0: <laughs> I've never ridden a horse or a cow or a donkey to school, but I have ridden in the back of a pickup truck to and from school. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just the Texas you you get right there. About I, a guy who drove a tractor. I rode go. in the back of
2: a tr- pickup truck when I was, uh, well, yeah, early 20s, uh, on the
0: way back, completely blasted from a wedding from some friends of mine. A friend of mine actually took his dad's tractor to the Sonic one night. We wanted to ride around, or he wanted to ride around, so he took a big old John Deere to the Sonic and up and down the drag. Until he went out of fuel. <laughs> I was
1: to <gonna> say, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, grew up in the back of a truck, but it was a GMC half ton with a 454 conversion. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something, Martin. Uh... You mentioned the liberal agenda. Uh, I think it's it's no surprise. Uh, you are very conservative. You're a strict constitutionalist. You are a strict pro-Second Amendment guy. Indeed. All right. Now, anybody who might be a liberal in the state of Texas or, quite frankly, anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, what are you going to say to convince— Someone who is a liberal, that your way of thinking is actually the better way to do it.
0: I can show you better than I can tell you. I can sit here with a mouthful of words all day long and tell you why my ideology or my political beliefs are better than the next guy's. Okay, but if I can show you, you're probably going to be more apt to say, "You know, that guy's right." I'll give you an example: mask mandates. Who wants to walk into a place with a mask on their face? If you want to, you can, but should you have to? I'm the guy that walks in without a mask. I don't own a mask. I refuse to own a mask. I'm the guy that walks in with a 6R, p P228 on my hip, or a 1911, or a TACOP 10mm, or a EMT hardballer, long slide, on my hip. Why do you do that? Because I want to. It's my right to do it, and I can not Why is concerned? that your right to do that, Martin? Because God said so. Second Amendment. Mm. <laughs> What's the purpose of the Bill of Rights? Bill of Rights is to protect the citizens.
2: It's to state the rights that we they have. Do. Yeah. What's the purpose of the Constitution?
0: That's also to protect the the unalienable rights of the people. Sure. Constitution doesn't give us rights; it protects them.
2: Yeah, Constitution states what our rights are. It also limits what the government can do. Exactly. That's where the checks and balances come in. Now, uh, that leads me into education. Now, of course, we got public education, but as we know, it's government run, and it's, you know, face it, liberals, it is indoctrination, it is the changing of history, it is George Orwell's 1984. All over again. Uh, mixed with a little bit of Atlas Shrugged. from my hand, Rand.
0: But, yeah, I mean, you get into that. Where do you go with it? Let's talk about education. You, you said something quite interesting. Government ran. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's government ran, that means that the, uh, if the government, being funded by our tax dollars, should be doing things... In a manner that's consistent with our core fundamental beliefs. Is that correct? Should be. Okay. So if you work for me and I'm paying you a salary and you don't do your job, what happens? Well, I would get fired. Exactly. And I would find somewhere else to take your place. Hmm. Okay. What's happened in America is we have grown complacent. We've grown lazy. And whatever they vote on, they just vote on. We don't go down to the Capitol and lay hell we we'll let them do what they're going to do, because we've been taught that whatever they decide to do is best for the citizens. It's best for the state, best for the city, best for the county. And that's not always the case. It's, it's proven. So my thoughts are this right here. The Americans need to become more proactive in legislation. They need to be holding people accountable, their government. Talking about education, if, the, if they're not teaching your children what we want them to be taught, they need to go somewhere. They can go teach somewhere else or they can go teach on the private sector. As far as I'm concerned, as long as the public is required to render unto Caesar, guess what? Caesar does what the public says to do.
2: Well, Martin, what if somebody says you're racist?
0: Really? Well how would how would you how would you say that? I mean I mean how could you justify that?
2: Well, you know, all these urban schools, you know, they're they're full of
0: blacks and Latinos. That's your choice. This is, yeah, 48 states that you can live in that you can actually drive to. Get in your car and get there. Hmm. So you mean people could just move out of downtown Houston
2: or any other place and go to another school?
0: Absolutely.
2: Well, but the government sets all these uh, zones, you know, the school
0: districts, and you're zoned by your neighborhood. Once again, you said the magic word, government. Why are we allowing the government to do these things? The government does exactly what we let them do. Okay? They do, they're going to get away with just as much as they can until someone calls them on their stuff. Why do you think that they are so adamant about people not going to legislation, legislative section session armed? Because guess what you can do? You can get some attention. Are you going to argue with the guys standing over the 45? Probably not. Hmm. But you might talk a little noise to him if he doesn't have anything and there's Capitol Police standing around him. Oh, who happened to be armed. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's it's really a rigged system and it's against the people.
2: Well, what if I live in this neighborhood, but I, I want my kid to go to that school that's actually performing
0: better? Do you pay taxes within the state of Texas? Well, of course. Okay, then. If you want to drive two hours, take your kid to school every day, that's fine. So that tells me you're a fan of school choice. Absolutely boy if parents don't want to put their kids in the public school system? Yeah, then they need to keep them at home and, and, and teach them at home however they want to teach them. That is their business,
2: literally. What if they can't afford a private school, but they'd like to go to a private Christian school? Well,
0: if you can't afford it, um, do you, do you seek that however you want to seek it. I mean, I, I got it like this. If you, I can't afford something, I try to, to, uh, to make a way to afford it. If I can't make a way to afford it, I get with the people that I need whatever product from and say, hey, this is what I can do. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's their rule. So you're a fan of competition within
2: the marketplace. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Seems like that would work out in, in the education system. If teachers actually had to perform and, you know, earn by their merit, you know, they would get raises based on their performance of how well their students did.
0: Yeah. Not based on a test.
1: Or not based on tenure. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Just showing up and having the pulse.
0: How do you feel about public unions? <sighs> meaning, meaning oh, government employee public unions. unions. Why, why does why does the government need a union? They're already a union. Yeah, um, take for instance the uh, the postal service. You know about that, okay? So, so why, do we, why does the postal service have a union? They're literally funded by the taxpayers.
2: The way I understand it, the uh, postal workers union just in, officially endorsed Joe Biden. And yet they want all these ballots to go through the Postal Service.
0: Well, indeed. But but here's here's the thing now. Private sector would find a way for USPS to get your packages to you in a more timely and efficient manner. They wouldn't send it straight from Paris, Texas, to Dallas, Texas, to Shreveport, Texas, to Tyler, Texas, to Rust, Texas. They would find a way to make it. Texas, kind of like FedEx Ground does, which yeah. I work for. Yeah, exactly, just like you guys do. Yeah. Okay, but as long as you're being funded by John Q. taxpayer, you're going to keep your buddy on the clock for the forty or forty-five hours he's guaranteed every single week, and you're going to pay his nice little benefits every single week or every single year, and his retirement. Because guess what? You're guaranteed that money. It's taxpayer money.
2: Well, why do FedEx and UPS and all these other services manage to get it done
0: and with a guarantee? Competition. Hmm. This competition uh, for one for for if if you want me to use your service, show me why I should use. Tell me, show me why I should use your service. Don't tell me, show me. Show me why I should go with your business. So why should I go with your school? Well, it's your choice. Yeah. Well,
2: full disclosure, you are uh, on the Rusk City Council.
0: That is correct.
2: All right. Are you part of a union there? Absolutely not. Is it offered to you?
0: Nah, nah, you can be part of their clique. They don't necessarily call it a union, but you can be part of their clique if you want to go along with status quo and don't rock the boat. But I like rocking the boat. Yeah, uh, you actually did rock the boat
2: recently back in August, didn't you?
0: I did. I did. In fact, I'll shoot holes in the bottom of that sucker, too. <laughs> yeah, what was this uh,
2: this whole uh, um, misappropriated fun
0: story? Okay, so hood. The on, For those who don't know The uh, urban development homes Whatever you want to call it For the lower income It went over their budget In a particular uh, department On a particular expense Now this was brought before the council By the executive director for HUD Stating that They were authorized to use The funds from this account That HUD was going to reimburse them For using those funds However it did not fact of the matter is You went over your budget. You went over your line item. How much did they go over by? $39,000. $39,000. It's not an astronomical amount. No. But I wouldn't care if it's one penny. It's taxpayer money. Now, to make things better rather than deal with it, let's just ask the U.S. City Council if they will up our rent by $500 on paper. Give us the extra $500 back that we're paying for rent so we can pay our debt back to the federal government. Really? Yeah. It's just money laundering. Now, from what I was, what I was led to believe and what the city attorney and what the HUD attorney stated was that this was legal. It's a legal illegal method of money laundering. It's just a long way around to do it, but it's legal. What did the mayor have to say about that? The mayor was on board for it. What about the rest of the council? The rest of the council was on board for it. What about you? Martin Holtz, i to go fly a kite. That's money laundering. It may be illegal, but it's not right. What'd they think of you after saying that? I was an outcast. Martin, you can't say that. I mean, yeah, it's money laundering, but you shouldn't say it like that. Well, let's call it like it really is. If it's a turd, it's a turd. Hmm. They still don't like you, do they? No, no. They, they're, they're faking it until they make it. <laughs> I pretty much prefer it that way. You know, I, I don't mind being not liked. I mean, here's the deal. If, if I've got to do the wrong thing for you to like me, yeah, the whole thing is a sham. Well, here's a question for you. Sure. The rest of the city council and mayor don't like you. What about the people? I'm people's champ, I'll always stand up for the people, always represent the little man. I'll give you another for instance talking about the little man. May of 2019, Rusk experienced what was called a 500-year flood day um, in certain areas of the flood zone there were businesses and homes that were completely full of water I mean up to the ceilings Yeah. one of those particular uh, people one of those particular businesses happens to be the largest taxpayer in the city of Rusk and uh, right across the street from this guy a guy lost his home he lost his home and he lost his vehicle they both filed a lawsuit against the city of Rusk the city of Rusk uh, submitted that lawsuit to the Texas Municipal League Which is, you know, who, who holds our insurance And uh, the, ins- the uh, Texas Municipal League actually said Do not pay this claim because you are not liable Either of the claims So we basically told, or they basically told one guy That lost his home and car Go fly a kite The other guy, the biggest taxpayer in us They offered him some kind of payout. First, it was uh, he was asking us for $2.2 million or something like that, plus 10 years of tax abatements. Now they're at the point they want to give him $500,000 plus 10 years of tax abatements just because he's the largest taxpayer in Musk. I, well Dude should have had insurance. Oh, but we can't have insurance because we're in a floodplain. And that's our problem how? Here's the funny thing about it. They want to give him $500,000 and 10 years worth of tax abatements so he can rebuild in the floodplain. Uh, which could make it happen again. Indeed.
2: Huh. All right. So why not just tell them to build somewhere else?
0: I actually spoke with one of the owners and asked if we were able to get them the property they needed, because we have an industrial park um, that would accommodate them if they'd be interested in relocating their business. And I was told directly, verbatim, well there's a lot of sentimental value to that property because that's where it started, yada 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 we want to be there okay so you're turning an offer down that gets you out of the floodplain. plain, it, ha- it also gives you direct railway access for import, export whatever so that you can remain in the same place and potentially have the same thing happen again okay I, I got you and you want us to pay for and it. And you want us to help pay for it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You want the citizens to help pay for it. Of course. Mm.
1: No sweat off his back.
0: No sweat off his back. And the way I see it, if you're the largest taxpayer in Rusk, if you're the largest sales taxpayer in Rusk, that means you're making a heck of a profit. If you're making that kind of money, you're going to do it. You're going to rebuild whether you get our money or not. Sure. I would. Yeah. But, but I would use some, some sense, some common sense, and say, Let's move to the high grounds, guys. Let's get out of this hole.
1: I will say I, I came from Kingwood and then moved to Conroe. And Conroe is actually proactive in that when you build large structures and large parking lots, you have to have so much runoff and so many ravines per 1,000 uh, square foot of, of parking lot space. And I'll be honest. You don't see a whole lot of build- nah, The freeway floods, but let's face it. That's government-ran.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: A lot of buildings in uh, Conroe. Might give water up to the door, but not past that.
0: Well, what you see in these smaller towns is you see legislative bodies that are comprised of local names, people with family names who have been in the community for three or four generations. Um, they, they bank with so-and-so. They go to church with so-and-so. They play cards with so-and-so. They drink with so-and-so. Um, and that's what you get. You get people who look out for so-and-so. Whenever I was elected, I ran against a uh, a 12-year incumbent, very well-known guy, very well-respected guy. And just for putting my name on a ballot, I was called everything that was to be called. I was wrong. I shouldn't be running against such fine gentlemen, blah, 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 blah. But here's the deal. I have nothing bad to say about the man. He did the job that he thought he needed to do for 12 years. I come along, I'm doing the job that I think I need to do, and I've done it for the last three, well, three years. Does it make it right or wrong? You know, in, in my eyes, like it was his, I think what I'm doing is right. Uh, that being said, uh, status quo, it's not my cup of tea. It wasn't my shot of bourbon. I like going against the grain. With it rye, could be it oat. barley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I,
2: actually... We kind of acquired something from some friends out in in your part of the world. Kind of got dropped off on my doorstep. Some uh, fine East Texas moonshine.
0: Ooh. Some white lightning. Oh, yes. This stuff is tough. Does it leave a tingle on your lips? You know what? It's actually pretty damn smooth. Really? Yeah. Good deal. I guess the guy that made that stuff knew what he was doing. Did he leave a number on the lid? Uh. For a good time call. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just says two. Oh two? Okay, that's gonna be second the second rod. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. First, I mean, it's, it's just in a
1: nice little mason jar.
2: Yeah. Is that a... Oh of course. Oh, it's a curve. It's not even a ball, really. It's not even a ball. Really. Hey, hey, hey! There's another
1: company than Ball.
2: No, I yeah, I know. Someone you know,
0: took the time to drop you off something on your doorstep like that. I wouldn't complain if it was in a paper bag. Man. I ain't no <laughs> kidding,
2: man. I, I don't care. You know what?
0: To be fair, when I do my own cannon, I don't care if I use
2: ball or curve. They still work the same. I will use ball lids on a curved jar. It doesn't right, matter
1: because right. it, it, it's all the same size. Uniform. Yeah nice that way
2: something tells me they're probably made in the same place anyway <laughs> right. what matters is what's inside that jar damn there might be a little snows. dust on it too there, well. yeah there was a little dust on it when i got it it's better with time that's it that mm. I mean, it's been sitting around a bit <laughs>
1: we do need to get that uh that micro barrel though
2: oh uh, the micro barrel which micro barrel would that be
1: we just need to find something we want to age a little longer and get us a micro barrel going.
2: You know what? I actually got a. I just received a package from Bespoke Post, who actually sells a micro barrel.
1: Oh, what's in there? What's oh, in this one?
2: Yeah, this one is the Vault Box. Oh, okay, uh, it's a. I don't know. It's it's an insanely. Uh, high wattage of milliamp hours of USB power so, source soldering iron and, and wireless charger so I'll be using that tonight um, anyway so if you want to call people out I'm going to call out some people that have really screwed up the state of Texas starting with uh, years ago for many years Joe Strauss who has blocked a number of Very uh, important issues to citizens of Texas. Joe Strauss, who was Speaker of the House, and by his position, he was able to stop legislation from even coming across uh, up for a vote. Number one thing being constitutional carry. Right. You know, uh, we're lagging behind freaking Uncle Bernie Sanders State Vermont in that. They've got constitutional carry. Oklahoma beat us
0: to it. I was going to say, yeah, we're we're behind Oklahoma, man. That's. mm.
1: Yeah. Ain't no boomers here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my my stepdad, uh, oh, you.
0: Yeah. The the thing is with with gun legislation is, again, the Second Amendment is, as stated, shall not be infringed. No ifs, ands, buts, no semicolons, no hashtags. It it says exactly what it says. Can I give you a little test?
2: Sure. Give me the whole Second Amendment. The whole Second Amendment. I can give it to you. Come on. The right of the people. Oh, wait. Um, Oh, crap. I used to be able to do this. (laughs) I I did this just a few weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Never mind. Too much white lightning. Yeah. (laughs) It's already hit me.
0: Here's the deal, guys. Regardless of the exact verbiage of the Second Amendment, as we can or cannot quote it at the time, it does say specifically "shall not be infringed." That being said, the I guess the comeback argument, the fallback argument for the general consensus is: well, we need to know who has guns in case they're they're criminal, a dangerous criminal. Well, I got a better one for you than that. There's only 135, roughly 135,000 people incarcerated in the state of Texas and the Texas Department of Criminal Justice uh, prison system, correctional facility. That's a fraction of the 26-plus million population. So you're going to dictate to the other 26 million people. Mm-hmm. What you can and cannot do based on the actions of only a fraction of those, of 135,000, because not not all those people that are incarcerated are incarcerated for a crime committed with a weapon of any sort. Some of it may be drugs, some of it may be whatever, pedophilia, okay, regardless. So the thing is this right here, if you want to keep guns... Out of the hands of dangerous criminals. You put dangerous criminals where they belong for long periods of time. Okay, armed robbery. The guy used a gun, used a weapon in the commission of a crime. He doesn't need to be on the street for about 40 or 50 years, nor does he need a weapon. How do you guarantee he doesn't have a weapon? Put him in prison for 30, 40, 50 years. Okay? And I don't mean parole. I don't mean parole after two or three years. I mean give him 40 years. But here's the good side of it. He doesn't sit there for 40 or 50 years for free. We start repealing some of the William Wayne Justice era laws. We put his butt to work out there on the side of a roadway, picking up trash, building highways, building overpasses. Oh, but you can't do that. That's inhumane. That's funny. Joe Arpaio in Maricopa County, Arizona did it. Yeah. He's still doing it. But see, it's not not inhumane. What's inhumane is a person walking into a a business or even approaching someone on the sidewalk, innocent person, and, and putting a gun to their back or putting a gun to their head. And demanding something that doesn't belong to them, be it money, be it sex, whatever. Okay, that's inhumane. That person will be traumatized for life while you walk away with, what, 60 bucks? If they live. Yeah, exactly. So you put people like that in prison for long periods of time. Quit making prison a, a, a place of leisure. Okay, this is also leads into how we do it with these $58 million roadway contracts that we're awarding to Joe Blow's brother-in-law down the street over here. Okay. You put the prisoners out there. Use some of the engineers for the state of Texas to help engineer some of these projects. Use the inmates' backs to do the projects. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to go the way of cool hand Luke. <laughs> what we've got here is
2: <laughs> failure to communicate. Hey, okay? yo.
0: uh, there you go. But that's how you approach the whole Second Amendment thing. And, and, and then again, even if you don't want to incarcerate the people like that, you still don't have the right well, what, what about somebody who hasn't uh,
2: committed a violent crime, a, a, like corporate espionage,
0: something like that? When the judge hands down a sentence or a jury hands down a sentence and they say, we think that this guy can be, well, we're going to give this guy 10 years. What you're saying is you think that in 10 years, when this guy's released, that he will be completely rehabilitated and that he will be a productive member of society. Okay. Now, if that's what you really believe, then his rights need to be fully restored upon his release because he's not going to be a productive member of society if he, A, has a felony rap and can't get a job, right? Right. Okay. B, he can't protect himself adequately unless he has a stick because he obviously can't own a gun, according to your rules. So he's not really a free member of society think you're going to take away his right to vote as well. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You do all these things against people. But you're still
2: going to tax them. Isn't that taxation without representation? Yeah, The
0: whole taxation thing is without representation. Yeah. Whether you're free or not. Mm. Agreed.
2: Uh, I'm not going to ask you to give your thoughts on our current governor, but right now I'm a little bit pissed at him.
0: I understand, and you'll be hard pressed to hear me say anything bad uh, about Governor Abbott, my opponent. And the reason is, is because that's just not the way I'm cut. Um, well, you're a good Christian man. Uh, he's, I mean, he's done the things that he's done, and he's got to answer for that for whatever reason he's done it for. Myself, I'm sure that I'm going to make some mistakes along the ways too. But I'll also be accountable to the people. I won't run in my house and hide. You good? I won't run in my house and hide. Um, if if I've messed up, I've messed up. That's all there is to it. And I think that's, that's what that's what needs to happen on all levels of government. The people need to be accountable to the people. The representatives need to be, be accountable to the people. And when the people actually send you an email or, or call you and ask, want to ask you a question, or your office a question, answer the phone. Send an email back. Um, the least you can do is say, yes, I messed up.
1: Hmm. Oh.
0: Oh, No. Are you doing what I think you're doing?
1: Doesn't it.
2: No, no. It looks like what does it look like? It, does it look like he's about to mix?
1: It does. Nah, about, I ain't mixing.
2: He's about to mix them. No? Well, that's sacrilege against both. Oh, okay. You going to drink straight out of that jar?
1: No. I hear that's how you uh, kill germs.
2: <laughs> you kill something. Come on. <laughs> do it. Do it. Peer pressure. Choke,
0: choke, choke, choke. Oh, no. He just downed the whiskey.
2: He watered down his whiskey so he could, yeah. he could dunk it. There we go. Come on, Chris. Oh, here he goes.
1: Cool. What do you think? You got some heat. A little bit, but. Short finish. Mm-hmm. Good taste. Not burnt. It's good. It doesn't fry your tongue? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what? Give me a little bit of that. Here, right, while I'm doing this, will not you... Uh... Very clear. Not cloudy. Oh. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah, I showed it to my wife. She goes, oh, honey, look, water. <laughs> Agua.
0: Chris, what's on your mind? I see things turning over there. What's, what's going on? Oh,
2: he's always got his gears turning. Oh, yeah.
1: No, no, just... I can respect, I like that you're a man of action. I can I can put faith in and I can trust a man of action. It means a lot to me. Don't, don't promise me the world if you ain't going to deliver. Uh, I have a, a strong, strong opinion against Supreme Court justices with lifetime terms. The people that elected them are dead and gone. Right. And they're sitting there on a bench doing nothing. Nothing gets done. While they are appointed. Yeah. While they uh, work from home, so to speak, and phone it in, they're not representing the people. No. They're not of the people. The people that put them there are gone. Meanwhile, they sit there. Now, that's not everybody. There's some of those people put in the work, some of those people show up. I got respect for them. Right. But anyone who just wants to sit in an office, just sit in an office. Can't do it.
0: I make decisions Based on strict principle Okay It doesn't necessarily mean That I'm going to Be in favor of Or against Just because something Is is, is illegal Or excuse me Is legal uh, Doesn't mean I'm always Going to be in favor for it There are lots of things That have been adjudged uh, legal That are not right Give me for instance January of 2020 yeah, 2020 Um we made a proposal to our city council, myself and another gentleman by the name of Mark Lee Dixon. He is the director for the Right to Life, that we designate Rusk, Texas, a sanctuary city for the unborn. And what that what that legally and what that essentially does is it guarantees that abortion facilities that provide service providers cannot set up shop within the city limits of that town. You would think in a place as conservative in red is Rusk, Texas, it would be a breeze, no-brainer. It literally took about three months and about 200 citizens coming to a meeting to get the ordinance passed. It only passed 3-2 out of a five-member council.
1: Yeah,
0: It only passed 3-2, and it was a very, very, very uphill fight. Now, people say, but the Supreme Court said that it was legal. No, what the Supreme Court did is they rendered a decision based on a case, 1972 was it? 73. 73 of Roe v. Wade. It was an individual case. Yes, it was a landmark case, mm-hmm. and it allowed a precedent to be set. But it did not actually represent everyone. It did. It was not legislated. It was. It's never been a law. It's just been accepted. And it's also not a super precedent either. Exactly. Any other magistrate, any other court. Could have easily said, you know what? We don't think so. We don't. We don't believe that, that that abortion should be legal, and that would have been it right there. It would have went to the Supreme Court, and from there, there you go. But that particular case was what people based the so-called right to abort upon. I don't care if the Supreme Court says it's legal. God says it's not. Okay. At the end of the day. No matter what the decision is that you make, it's a personal decision, but that personal decision affects another human being, at least one other human being, to the point that it's life or death. Anybody who points a gun at another person, whether they kill it or not, basically commits a crime. Same with abortion. You commit a crime. And it's not necessarily just that it's a crime, it's just ultimately wrong whether you go through it or not. Even if you think about it, it's wrong. You think about killing something, it's wrong. You get to the point that you say, I'm going to the clinic to get this done. You go to the clinic, you get up on the table, and then you say, I'm not going to do it. It's good that you made that decision to not do it, but the fact of the matter is the thought about it was wrong. It's principle. We've gotten away from principles in this society. We've gotten to a point that we look for...
1: Very soft.
0: Well, we look for loopholes. We look for reasons, ways to justify yep. our thoughts and our actions. I want to finish school. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. This is going to make it hard. I'm, I'm just going to start over. No, you're just going to commit murder. Mm. And when you think when you start thinking about it like that, then it means something different to you. This is one of these cases, this, this proposal for a sanctuary shooting for the unborn, this is one of these things that is near and dear to my heart. And I have no I have no doubt that as soon as I step off the council to get on the ballot for Texas governor, that the main person who opposed this measure is going to present to the council to appeal that ordinance. I have no doubt that she will. Oh yeah. And the reason I say that is because you ask her. Where is the right of the father? And this almost seventy-year-old lady shrugged her shoulders and said, oh, "Well, has no she has no answer." Yeah, Dude. Uh, oh.
1: I can definitely say it's hard being a father in Texas. It is.
2: Can I can I relate a story on that? It was right about uh, twenty-three years ago. My first wife was pregnant with our first daughter, and. Uh, they did the uh, amniotic test. And test came back showing potential for major genetic defects. And my wife actually said, consider it abortion. I said, absolutely not. Because I had already heard that baby's heartbeat. It was the most beautiful sound I'd ever heard. And I, I started crying when I heard that ultrasound. I said, "There's no way." I don't. I don't care. Two weeks later, when she had been seriously considering abortion, they called back. They said, "We're really sorry, but um, we re ran the test and it was it was a false positive. There's nothing wrong with your baby."
1: I was going to add that that would be about the only time I would consider is if the child is just not going to have a life then
0: yeah you know even with that I look at people that I know who have children who are are born with major major I'm I'm not talking about Down syndrome or anything like that I know people who have children with major defects major 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 birth defects mm mm-hmm and yes, the care of that child or those, of those children is astronomical. It's twenty-four hours, to seven days a week. It completely changes the course of your life. But the ones that I've talked to will also tell you, there's no way I could kill that baby, yeah. no matter what. And I'm and I'm, I'm tell you, it's it's a, it's a it's a tough role to step into. That to go from I mean, and I was I was very 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 fortunate and blessed to have um, three of my own without complications of any sort. I mean, it's. Especially with the things that were going on back then, because, of course, I had a lifestyle back then that was out there.
1: But We've heard a few of those on this show. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but I will give you this now, and this is a very personal part of my testimony. It's, t- it's been years. It's taken years for me to get to the point that I can actually talk about it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, in, um, in 2000, my first wife and I were having some problems, and she told me to get get your stuff and leave. So I did went right around the corner to the girlfriend's house. And I was there for a few weeks. Of course, things happen. And uh, a few weeks later, the wife calls and said, hey, let's, let's work things out. Come back home. So I did. In the process of me being at the girlfriend's house, she conceived. I had no idea. About three months later, and I haven't talked to this girlfriend since my wife and I decided to reconcile. Mm-hmm. About three months later, this girl walks into my office and she sits down and she tells me, I've I've decided to terminate the pregnancy. What do you mean? She said I was pregnant when you left, and I said, Why didn't you tell me? She said I wasn't going to have this child. I wasn't going to have this child with you, without you. I don't want this child. Didn't want this child, and I've already, I've already taken care of it. It's already been terminated. I didn't want to ruin your marriage. I said, Ruin my marriage? I left and raised my own child. Why didn't you give me a chance? I didn't want to have this kid. So for twenty years, I walked around like, geez, all the what ifs, the wheres, the, the whys." Yeah. And finally, whenever when this came available, uh, or when this came up to to name us for St. the City for the unborn, it weighed heavy on my heart, very heavy. And I mean, I took this torch and I carried this torch to the top of the hill as fast as I could, as hard as I could, and. Um, when I say that, when I say that it weighed heavy on me, I knew that God had forgiven me for my mistakes because people can say, "Well, you didn't want to have the abortion." No, but I was—I was there. She so couldn't have had my. It t- takes two to tango. She couldn't have had that abortion without me, not with my child. Okay? Hmm. So I took responsibility for that, and I worked for years, and I finally got to the point—oh, uh, probably—I don't know, eight nine months ago—I forgave myself, and no one. What my children have done, my older children, my my grown children, no how that what they've done and, and how they've performed and how they've progressed, these beautiful young men and women they are. There's always that that wonder about that other one. What the father's choice? People scream pro-choice. What the father's choice?
2: What about the child's choice?
0: Exactly. What yeah. about the child's choice? Because that is a child. Child
2: never had a choice. No. Never had a say in the matter.
0: No. Martin, let
2: me ask you something. That purple-haired, dress-wearing uh, man-woman with a penis and breast yeah. walking around Austin.
1: Wants their own specific bathroom.
2: Yeah. How are you going to convince that person to vote for you?
0: Convincing that person to vote for me probably going to be about as likely as me swimming underwater for 10 minutes. Showing that person why they should vote for me, on the other hand, might be the trick. Because here's the deal. Before I'm a Republican, before I'm a Democrat, before I'm a conservative, before I'm a liberal, whatever, I'm a constitutionalist. And constitutionalists are all about freedom, liberty. Now, do I support it's going call it homosexuality? Absolutely not. For one, fundamental belief of mine, it's not right. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Two, Texas Constitution defines what marriage is between man and woman. The freedom to be whatever you want to be is strictly yours. But it doesn't mean it has to be recognized. It's not part of it. Okay? Why should you vote for me? I'm all about your freedom. I'm all about you. If you want to be a purple hair, penis swinging under a skirt, carrying AK-47 in the Capitol, that's your business. Is it not? That's right. All right. So
2: tolerance versus acceptance. Well, you see. don't have to accept it.
0: Exactly. And here's the other side of it? Here, you're an American. You may not be an American that I agree with, but you're an American. That's what we all are. Hmm. And if you don't like that, leave. And exactly. Go back to your crap old country.
2: <laughs> I got one other thing to ask you about before we shut this thing down. I've been looking into, I've, I've, I've read this book called Texit. Uh Texas leaving the Union. I wish. Well, and that's the thing about this book, and I'll send it to you if you want. Uh but here's the deal. This guy lays out an entire plan, uh, and, and it is a logical, well thought out, perfectly. Uh, it, it would be, it could be executed perfectly if we could just get uh, a referendum on the ballot. It's just a matter of getting a referendum before the Texas Legislature for the state of Texas to be to once again secede. be its own. No, not to secede, but to become its own nation-state again. It's, it's, and, and the thing is, as you know, Martin, Yeah, you've already mentioned the refineries. Okay, We we, we have 95% of the refineries. We've got... The Port of Houston. Yeah, we've got the Port of Houston. We've got a major, uh, uh, over 50% of uh, the oil and natural gas for the entire nation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of Texas has its own self-contained power grid, um, where would you stand on the issue of Texas becoming its own nation state again, becoming the Rep- Republic of Texas once again?
0: Start with the money. So it's always going to go back to the money. I'll tell you why. You make mention of the refineries. You make funny. Uh, make mention of the, uh, um, the power grid. We control those things. Yet, we give the federal government so much of that 24.4 cents per gallon of diesel fuel, 18.4 cents per gallon of regular gasoline consumer fuel, not including the other petrol products that we give the federal government a portion of, just so they can trickle it back down to us as they see fit. But not even all of it. Not even, no, exactly, because they use, a, they use quite a bit of it for other states. Hmm. When you start putting it in perspective as to who's who, we hold the keys right down here in Texas. And it would be a matter as simple as just saying, we're not going to give you anything. We don't have to give you anything. you want fuel, we find your own fuel. Oh, we don't have any. Well, get some electric cars. Or you could buy it from us. Yeah, or you could buy from us, but we're not giving you another freaking dime. Well, we also have our own military. We do have our own military. But see, we got something better than that, too. We have two parts of society. We have one side that doesn't know which restroom to use. And we have the other side that has over 13 trillion rounds of ammunition that's known of. Mm-hmm. I think we can pretty much take care of ourselves. You know, if anything, someone says, we're going to come down here and take Texas over.
2: Yeah, I used a few of them this morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a bit, I guess you could say the word is, uh, people sound extreme.
2: Well, I mean, does it sound like a lofty ideal to you, or does it seem no. like something
0: that's uh, no. perfectly executed? No, it does not sound lofty at all. In fact, I think we'd be better off by going our own direction. Because here's the thing. Anytime you have intervention from an outside agency or outside government agency like the federal government, the federal government tries to blanket the entire United States based on what they see fit in Washington. That doesn't work for Texas. You can't even carry a gun in Washington. okay? Right? But you can dance around on the sidewalk butt naked. There's a problem there that doesn't fit Texas. Let Washington take care of Washington. Let mm-hmm. Texas take care of Texas. Let us take care of each other.
2: I see that's the whole thing. This this entire thing it was not meant it was meant to be a federal system, not a nationalist system. Exactly. We were not it was not the one United State of America, it is the United States, meaning a collection of different sets of ideals, different ideologies, different ways of doing business. And Texas is unique. Texas is, is, as of a few years ago, was the 11th largest economy in the entire world, yep. the state of Texas. All right? Uh, there's, there's no reason why we can't be our own nation state again.
0: People say that, that my thoughts and political ideologies are extreme. But the approach has to be extreme. The reason I say that is you look at the, look at the left. Look at the liberal ideology, the liberal political ideology. It's very extreme. It's it's so extreme that there's no such thing as fighting it conservatively, conservatively, because you're going to lose your butt off. You fight extreme with extreme. You can't come in and say, yeah, well, you're probably right. You know, we're going to give you this and this and this, and we're just going to pacify you. The thing is with rights, with individual rights, individual liberties, is if you give me this much of your individual liberty... The only way you'll get that back, you're going to have to fight me for it. Hmm. Come Think about it coming Exactly. You're going to have to fight me for it. And what we've done in Texas and all the rest of the states is we've given the federal government our individual liberties. Look at our guns. Look at our gun rights. Well, okay, we probably don't need full automatic. We probably don't need, it's just a bump stock, just put a flesh wound. Mm. No, no. A bump stock is basically a novelty item anyways. You should be able to go buy that thing from a gumball machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to give you this, so you'll shut up and leave us alone. Guess what? Now we have got to fight to get it back. They're wanting to do away with the arm braces, with the, or, or the what is it? Pistol braces? Oh, but you, uh, that the, that can could, that can could be shouldered. Who cares? It's not a weapon. They should be bought from a gumball machine. My nine
2: millimeter carbine that I shot this morning has has the, has the arm brace. Exactly. Guess what?
0: I shoulder it. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if you know. Should I be able, so should it be illegal for me to shoulder my SIG 228 up here and shoot it? Is that illegal? I guess so. I mean, by their definition, I could, I could shoulder it if I wanted to. It's to be, how, else am I, how else am I going to look through the red dot? Yeah, there you go. So, uh, again, I mean, we've given, we've given our rights away. We, and, and our rights have been sold up stream for a long time by different legislators, by different governors, different lieutenant governors, people who have a, a, another agenda. Um, they don't care about the individual rights of the people. They're going to have protection for the rest of their life. You, you think about it like this. It's all about the money. You can own a tank. You can own a jet. You can own a warship. You can own a vault full of fully automatic M249s and M60s if you want to, if you have the money. And a, a
1: business license.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Again, they want you to be registered to the state. They want you to have all these things, but you have to have the money to do this. So basically, these things are only um, available the elite Mm -hmm. which that's not what the constitution says Mm. shall not be infringed All right. one last question for you Chris
1: one of the best things you'll ever do to shoot a German Luger with a four inch paratrooper folding stock is the most accurate round you'll ever fire back to back really yes highly illegal outside of you know historic uh, weaponry but
0: now, is that the old boomstick?
1: No, that's the sidearm. Oh, okay, okay. That was Bye. the sidearm standard issue. Okay. But the paratroopers had a four inch folding stock. Uh-huh. But because the barrel's under four inches. Makes sense. It's illegal.
0: No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not illegal. It's just not liked. Mm.
1: <laughs> a lot of things are not liked that are illegal still. <laughs> there you go. All right, Martin.
2: Two minutes. Come on. Convince people. Well, tell people.
0: Why are they going to vote for you, brother? Martin is the guy that's going to get the job done. But he's also the kind of guy that's going to say, hey, let's put our heads together and do this together. One of my famous sayings, I don't say famous, but one of the sayings I'm known for is, uh, with one hand on the Bible and the other on my gun, we will restore constitutional legislation in the Republic of Texas. And what that means when I say we, I'm a people's champion. I fight for the people. I fight with the people. I don't care if we have to fight the president of the United States. If it's unconstitutional, we the people will be there for the fight. And I stand on the front line with my people to do that. I'm not the guy that goes and hides. I'm not the guy that hides behind legislature or anything else. I'm the guy right there in the front room saying, let's get it done
1: show up Monday
0: through Friday in the office, no mask. I like it. Monday through Friday, wherever you want to be with no mask. I, pre- I prefer to be in my log truck.
2: Yeah. yeah, I, I like it better in my truck, too. Just leave me alone. Let me drive at night. Uh, I'm, yeah, anyway. Alright. Big thank you to Diaby Music for our intro and outro music. Hit us up on the socials. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the bourbon badass. Instagram at the bourbon badass. And on uh, parlor at the bourbon badass. And of course the website the bourbon badass.com. Email the bourbon badass at gmail.com. Jay, it's almost like there's a pattern when you say, Martin
0: Let's get it
2: off. Oh, hell yeah.